0: hey hey, waffle gang i do hope you're well my name is mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories and if you do love a reddit story why not consider that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too well let's crack on with today's first story which comes from dress of my dreams and says am i the arsehole for kicking out my sister-in-law out of my bridal party for posting a pic of me in my wedding dress I, 27 female, got engaged to my fiancé, 34 male, right before COVID and due to the pandemic have experienced delay after delay. But finally we have begun planning and are aiming at a mid-May 24 wedding. My mother asked me if I could include my sister-in-law in my bridal party because after marrying my brother moved several states away and has expressed feeling isolated without family around. I could understand so I agreed. But my sister-in-law has been nothing but short of a nightmare. My bridesmaids all assisted in handwriting and sending out our wedding invitations. But the ones my sister-in-law helped with all had zero invitations inside and instead was an empty envelope. I know they were hers because everyone had different shades of pink envelopes to go from. She also took the longest at our makeup and hair consultations, even extending her appointment an hour, to which I was charged. I'm covering her expenses as she is a stay at home mum, and I know things are tight right now because she could not agree with the stylist on what makeup she wanted. But the final straw came when I found the dress of my dreams. Only problem was I was £15 pounds too heavy for it, and I bawled my eyes out because I knew this was the dress for me. Everyone was encouraging, and I still have plenty of time to lose £15 pounds and come back for fitting, etc. So I agreed and said yes to the dress. When I got home that night, I noticed on my sister-in-law's Instagram that she posted a picture to her Instagram of me in the dress, ugly crying, and I was absolutely livid. My fiance has already seen the Instagram picture, and I am devastated. He was not supposed to see me in the dress until our wedding day, and I know so many more people have seen it. I could not help myself. I called her and I exploded, adding that she was not going to be in my bridal party and that she has ruined my wedding. My mother has called me and told me that even though she understands i lacked compassion and have severely hurt my sister-in-law's feelings she asked if i could find it in my heart to forgive but i told her even if i did that i would still not include her in my party am i the arsehole obviously absolutely not the arsehole for me i've been trying to think of ways that you know this could have been accidentally done or something like that and i just can't see a way through it i mean With the wedding invitations, which seem to have no invitations inside and the wedding dress itself, it does sound like she is just being vindictive. I never understand why people would go down this path to do it in this sort of way. You know, this is the most stupidest way. If you're going to try and do something to someone, and I'm not trying to encourage it in any way, but it seems like it's the most ridiculous way to do it. Post a picture on your Instagram of her crying in her wedding dress. There's no way you're not going to get caught doing that. Seems just wild to me. So it's going to be interesting if we do get any reasoning in the updates. But there were some questions asked to OP. OP started off saying, I can tell from my best friend being the picture holding my hand that this picture was taken at my most vulnerable moment. And that was right after I was told. There was no way at the weight I was. I could fit into the dress. And it was their only size left. I do not exaggerate when I say the picture is me looking an emotional and hot mess. I've dug deep for a way to forgive her, but I just can't. Feels intentional, and because we have not spoken since, I never received an apology, not even when we spoke initially on the phone. Someone says, what does your fiancé say? Opie says he wants her out of the wedding completely, and I'm starting to come around to his point. I don't want to decide this in anger, but it's been hours, and I'm still so hurt. Next comment says, "Is your brother by chance, the golden child. Opie says, my brother was my mum's miracle baby, and because of this, she has always doted on him. But ever since my sister-in-law came in, it has gotten worse and she's given my mum what I will never be able to and that is grandkids. Because of this, my mum and sister-in-law have grown very close and are able to bond in ways that my mum and I can't. This may be why my mother is so hasty to defend her. Next comment says How the fuck do you not put invitations in the envelopes by accident? That's not rhetorical. How did that actually happen? What was the explanation? How many envelopes are we talking about? photo situation is also ridiculous because she's trying to weasel her way out of that however there is zero ambiguity about the difference between an empty versus stuffed envelope especially multiple of them opie says i brought her the envelopes and names and addresses of the guests to send them to before i brought her the cards i picked up the envelopes because they were ready but the cards were going to be delivered two days later she told me that because the envelopes were the only thing she got she thought they were good to go and sent them out I'd spoken with her when I handed her the envelopes, but because she was dealing with her kids while trying to listen to me, she didn't hear me when I said I would drop the cards off the next couple of days. But when I dropped the cards off, she never mentioned to me she'd already sent out the envelopes. She only told me after I called her about them being empty. I find that wild, unless these were like hardback envelopes, you know, the card-lined ones. Envelopes could be floppy as anything with, <laughs> without a card in it, right? Someone else says... Why were the invites sent so early? Were they save the dates? Hopey says you were correct. I mistyped earlier. These were save the dates. As for hair and makeup, I especially booked for this time around due to some insecurities in my own. I wanted to know that my stylist could make me the bride I wanted to be. She agreed to this consult and additional one in January. It gave me peace of mind and I'm able to not stress about it. To me, it was worth the extra money. Someone says girl, just a lope. OP says, it's true, my fiancé always has my back, even when I don't have it. He makes me stronger for it. I bounce the idea of eloping to him and he says he doesn't mind, but that he wouldn't want it to be a decision I made because of the situation. I think I've decided to continue on with my wedding, but in no circumstance allow my sister-in-law anywhere near me or my venue. And I know this might sound a little bit paranoid as well. I'd maybe take advice from previous wedding situations that we've covered where it's had vindictive people in it and you know get your vendors passworded and all this kind of stuff just to protect that nothing can happen to your wedding if you know she's willing to do this kind of stuff and it is vindictive like take photo of you when you're at a vulnerable moment send out invites without the invites actually being in them i think her making a quick call to one of your vendors and changing plans doesn't seem so far out there really I hate that I actually know this kind of advice though about password inventors. I would have never have thought of that back at, like a couple of years back. But, but hearing some of these wild stories and the situations people go through, you have to protect yourself in all sorts of situations now. Wow. But OP has a series of small updates. The first update says, My brother reached out to me to apologize on my sister-in-law's behalf. He stated that she posted it thinking the app had a feature where she could post privately. I've never seen this on Instagram or knew it was possible. But when I asked why was the picture taken in the first place, he said he just wanted to capture the start of my fitting into the dress journey. I told my brother she was not getting back into my bridal party, which he understood. But when I mentioned she could not attend my wedding, he stated if that were the case, you could not come either. Uh, that's a bloody odd excuse. Update 2. My brother and sister-in-law did not have a wedding. At the time, they were in their third year of college and only married at the courthouse over a summer break. I admit that I do not have a very close relationship with her. I work longer hours and often am tired after, so go straight home to relax, especially these last few years. Anytime we have been together, we are cordial, but there is no real relationship between us. Update 3. Thank you everyone for the positivity and for reaffirming that I was not overreacting on no longer having my sister-in-law in my bridal party. A further update, my brother called me and wanted to have lunch with my mother and sister-in-law. My fiancé demanded to go too, so we drove to have lunch with them. It was awkward at first because no one was speaking, but then my brother spoke up, reiterating to me that my sister-in-law was sorry for posting the picture to Instagram and was hoping we could all move on from this. When my fiancé heard this, he asked why my sister-in-law was not apologizing to me directly. It became very tense and my brother and fiancé started exchanging pointed words. He referenced my sister-in-law feeling very distraught since a few of my bridesmaids had seen the photo and personally attacked on her on instagram and even my mum got involved to try and break the right intention my fiance pointed out that my sister-in-law had yet to directly to apologize to me and that if she didn't he did not want her at the wedding at all and he didn't care if my brother was absent or not when my mum said we are family didn't act this way towards each other my fiance once again insisted that she give me a face-to-face apology My sister-in-law was very standoffish towards him, but eventually she apologized to me for what happened. She only said, I'm sorry for what happened. I felt this was enough, but my fiancé demanded she clarified what happened, take responsibility for it, and apologize the same way my brother did, to which it became an argument over whether or not the apology was good enough. I felt the conversation went nowhere and became redundant and petty, and we ended lunch with what felt like no resolution. I talked to my fiancé in the car that I was okay with her apology, but he disagrees. He said, for the sake of peace, I was willing to accept less than I deserve. I really thought that planning a wedding was going to be stressful, but happy if that makes sense. But this whole ordeal has completely exhausted me, but turned me off to any further planning. Final update. My sister-in-law finally said that she absolutely hates me, and it all stems from me ceasing to further loan my brother money after he borrowed 42 k from me over a two and a half year time frame, with no payment to me whatsoever. For context, I am in tech and my fiancé is in Solas, so we live fairly comfortably. My sister-in-law is a stay-at-home mum, and my brother works at a warehouse. His job alone was sometimes not enough to cover expenses, and he would often come to me to borrow money, which I didn't mind. But when COVID hit, it became a regular occurrence for me, and my mum to be loaning out money to him. I didn't know how much my mother loaned him. Well, after my brother got a steady job with a steady income, I decided to no longer provide him any additional money until he paid down some of his debt to me. My sister-in-law described my decision as a slap in the face to my brother and one that made them feel like beggars rather than family. I cannot believe this is the reason she does not like me. When I told my brother I could no longer loan him money, he never expressed an anger at my decision. It felt like he understood. What solidified my decision to not include her in my wedding at all was when she said she could not see where the money was going and referenced my weight. I told her she has no respect for me and feels entitled when she has no right to be. I told her that I hoped it didn't affect my relationship with my niece and nephew, but that I did not want to be around her if all she does is spew hatred towards me. I wish she had been honest before I asked her to be my bridesmaids rather than deciding to put me through hell. I've been trying to call my brother and tell him what she said, but he is not picking up, and neither is my mum. a few days ago now but i will certainly keep an eye out for more on that one because you know with a sister-in-law like that and the way things are going mum not talking brother not talking it seems there will be more further information down the line so like i said i will keep an eye out for it but the absolute entitlement of it all you've lent him nearly 42k and she's still expecting more and you know doesn't even seem to like appreciate what op has done for them already it's just like You know we're family you should be helping us regardless of any situation and instead of communicating about financial struggles and that they may be struggling as a family decides to try and sabotage your wedding instead. Like that's going to fix anything. I know it's going to be difficult losing a brother regardless of how they're acting in this situation but I wouldn't want that sister-in-law around me either. They seem unpredictable, unhinged, I'm willing to cause damage in a heartbeat without even th- without even thinking about it by the sounds of it. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Now our next story comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit. It's from putsymain3064 and says, Am I the Arsehole for cancelling my friend's college tuition? And before we do get into this story, I just want to give you a couple of warnings in case you would like to skip it. It will likely be the last story on this video, so please feel free to do so. Always look after yourself, of course. But the story does contain losing a family member to cancer and also losing a friend to a car accident. I've been friends with this girl, let's call her Sarah, for four years. I would consider her as my best friend. I was more financially stable and lived in my own house since 19 and Sarah still lived with her parents. I'm always the friend who would take her out on friendship dates, parties, bought her birthday and Christmas gifts, even gave her a spare key to my house for her to bring guys over and my mum paid for her last term of college, which I had no problems with as I understood her situation. Unfortunately, Sarah lost her mother to cancer recently and she didn't tell me. I had to find out days later from her family member. The day I found out, I rushed to her house with food and flowers to show my condolences and to try and comfort her as any friend would. Later that same night, I got a disturbing phone call. My childhood best friend and business partner, let's call him Josh, met in a serious car accident and was in hospital in critical condition. At the same time I got the call, the phone was on speaker. I was so shocked I broke down crying and Sarah just got up and went in her room. After I got my strength back, I walked to her room telling her Josh met in a car accident and unfortunately, I would have to leave and go to the hospital to see if there's anything I could offer to him or his family. Sarah said nothing. I thought to myself, she's grieving right now, so I understand. The next evening, and I went by Sarah's house to take her food and supplies, as I know she probably hasn't ate anything all day. I spent a few hours at her house trying to comfort her, because I know of her and her family's financial issues. My family and I paid for half of her mother's funeral services. I called and texted every hour that I wasn't able to make it to her house to try and comfort her in any way possible, and she didn't respond. So I thought, because she's grieving... A week later Josh passed away, I was devastated. I went to my friend Sarah for comfort as Josh and Sarah were my only close friends. Sarah didn't pick up my call so I texted her telling her Josh had passed away. She viewed it and didn't reply. I followed up with letting her know I'm coming by with food for her. She didn't reply or even open the door to let me in. A month passed and her and her family members posted on social media pictures at the funeral. I wasn't invited. I called her for the whole day and she didn't answer. She later posted on social media she has no friends and she doesn't want anyone calling her phone. I know the post was aimed towards me. The next day I called my mum and we went to her school and cancelled her tuition check that my mum paid for her next term. I know that's insensitive but am I the asshole. All of Sarah's other friends were present at the funeral. My mum and I cancelled her tuition because we felt disrespected and used. We were preparing for the funeral because we wanted to support her. And we're going to start in the comments with Harley Bidness who says, Not the arsehole. Friendship is about sharing. Sarah isn't your friend. She is a leech. Much recording replies to that saying, You're an ATM to Sarah. The only transactions she cares about are financial ones. She does not see you or consider you a friend. Time to cut your losses and invest in friendships that are not one-sided. Also, I'm very sorry about your friend Josh. Please self-care as this is a difficult time for you. Love Beach says not the arsehole. I'm pretty much expecting to be downvoted to the depths of hell, but here goes. When you feel like you're being used, then you probably are. Just because someone is grieving doesn't excuse them from having basic decent manners. This post may get removed because it's a revenge post, but that's not up to me. Ron says, Not the asshole, dude. You even paid for half the funeral expenses. You were literally there for her. You were open ears, you provided, and you visited her regularly. She pushed you away and told the world she has no friends, she denounced it, so be it. Summer of Mayhem replies that and says, I never had a friend as kind, generous and as loving as you. Ever. You're the friend people want, need, dream of and wish they had. You are truly a good person. For someone to practically spit in your face, cut you off, yet accuse you of not being there or not doing enough, that's just unfathomable to me. I'm ecstatic when someone gives me a candy bar, tuition, funeral expenses and food and supplies." That's more than most people are given in a lifetime by non-family members. You're too generous to someone who doesn't appreciate it, or you. That must hurt so much. I'm sorry about your friend passing. Focus on you healing now. Hug. Not says, not the asshole. Why would you pay for someone's tuition who doesn't even consider you her friend? I read your comments. She was selfish for inviting all her friends and not you. When you was the one to be there when she needed the most. Opie says, thank you for your comment. I considered her my best friend. I don't usually keep a lot of friends and those were the only two friends I brought around my family. Because we were friends for four years and I'm an only child. My mother considered her a bonus daughter and my mother and I wanted to be there for her. That's just how we are. I was raised kind-hearted and generous. and comfortable. says not the arsehole. I'm reading through your replies and you seem very polite, even to the you're the arsehole comments. Although Sarah may be one of your best friends, it appears that you are not one of hers. It seems you are good enough as financial support, but not emotional. If she was a good person, she would have not accepted your money, but she seems to be a bit of a user. Yes, she did just lose her mother, but it seems she only wanted your money, not your shoulder to lean on. A real friend would have talked to you, even if she felt what you were doing was too much or inappropriate. Condolences on the loss of your friend. Now this gives me a bit of a flashback to something that happened a couple of years ago with some sort of self-destructive behavior in, with grief. And like I always say, grief, mental health, whatever, is never an excuse to treat someone like shit. I'm not trying to defend it or anything like that, but I'm just trying to relate with something that happened. And I, I had a good friend of mine who was very close to their grandfather growing up. And unfortunately, his grandfather died very, very suddenly try messaging him saying you know i hope everything's okay let me know if i can do anything for you and just left it at that i didn't really want to push it you know i've experienced grief i can i know what it's like i know myself sometimes i felt like i needed people around me other times i just wanted to be alone and it's really hard to express it at certain times it can be a fucking minefield again i'm not excusing any of the behavior but this guy didn't reply to me and you know i was really concerned i was i was really hoping that he's okay and If he wanted me to be around him, I would have been there around him. I messaged him again, just saying, just checking in, mate. Hope everything's okay. Let me know if I can help. I was getting no responses. And so I was checking around like his friends and family and stuff like that just to make sure he's okay. And apparently he was being really self-destructive with relationships around him. You know, completely cutting them off, isolating himself, shutting down social media accounts. But eventually I did get to meet up for him and we went for like a couple of pints down the local pub and we were just chatting and stuff and eventually we got around like talking about dealing with grief and stuff like that I'm not one to shy away from that in a conversation and I talked and I told him about my past thoughts and feelings and how I felt when I was going through something very very similar and you know he just broke down in tears and I gotta tell you I broke down in tears too <laughs> and I won't go into too many more of the details after that but like within the next couple of weeks months whatever it was he went and sought some help and and talked to some people and and occasionally when we chat now he reflects back on how he was how when he was grieving he like he he says he's still not done grieving it's something that stayed with him for a very very long time but and he's not sure he's fully ever going to be over it but he's felt a way that he can deal with it himself now without you know being self-destructive with it at the same time and again, I'm not saying that's what's happening in this story. I don't truly know. Most of the comments were just going down this way, you know, she's just sort of like using this as a transactional relationship and that the friend is a leech, etc., etc. Which, you know, could very well be the case. I don't know, do I? <laughs> but I just wanted to relate with a similar situation as well. But now what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. Hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love.